came and saved us, able to save us all. All right, go ahead and take your Bibles tonight. Take your Bibles. Start out in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter twenty-three. Matthew chapter twenty-three. Read verse twelve. Says, "And whomsoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted." Let's pray, dear Lord. We thank you so much for. Another, I thank you for an opportunity to preach your word again, Lord. And I pray that you will use this message. That it will be a challenge to us, Lord, and a warning to all of us, Lord, to be careful not to get too proud and puffed up, Lord. That we will stay humble. In your name, we pray. Amen. This verse here, Jesus is telling us. He's just kind of giving us a warning here. He's laying it out for us. He said, "And whosoever, and whosoever, that means anybody, whosoever." shall exalt himself. In other words, whoever will lift themselves up. We live in a world today where people are doing whatever they can to try to elevate themselves, to make themselves look good. I mean, trying to make people think they're great, whatever they have to do. But Bible says, if whoever will exalt himself, they'll be abased. In other words, you're going to be brought down. In fact, you're going to be humbled. But whosoever will humble themselves... When we act in a, hum, in a way of humility, the Bible says that we'll be exalted. And the title of my message tonight is Humble Yourself or Be Humbled. Uh, sometimes I've said things to my kids before. I've made statements like Control Yourself or Be Controlled. You know, Otherwise, if you don't do it yourself, Dad's going to step in. And it's a whole lot better to do it yourself. And God gave us a warning here. Humble Yourself or you'll be humbled. And I'm here today to tell you that one way or other, we're all going to be humbled. I mean, I can sum the message up pretty much this, but I'm not going to let you get away with that easy. We're going to all be humbled at some point. And it's a whole lot better to just do it yourself. Humble yourself. Don't let somebody else humble you. Don't let God humble you. It will be so much worse. But humility, it's more than just not being proud. Say, well, I'm not a proud person. I don't have pride. But real humility, it does require action. And if you don't take the action to humble yourself, then you're going to be humbled by God. So what do we need to do? How can we humble ourselves? How can I protect myself from being humbled? I mean, have you ever seen somebody that was just completely humbled? I guess you would say. Or just somebody that was completely embarrassed? Maybe on television they did something really stupid and the whole world saw it. You know, nowadays... Uh, you know, people all the time are being humbled by maybe something that was posted on YouTube. I remember the there was one not too long ago seeing a video on there. It was all over the news and everybody was talking about it. it. Went viral of some lady who she's walking along texting, not paying any attention, and falls into a fountain. And it, it was it was actually pretty funny. And uh, she was very humbled. And instead of just saying, "Wow, I was stupid." You know, she kind of got mad and was wanting to sue them all. Uh, you know, because they need some kind of warning or something. You know, she was like, "What if it had been a bus or something?" Well, you know what? It's your responsibility to watch where you're going when you're walking. Okay, we're not. We can't have the government can't hire people to guide us all around uh, and give us all seeing eye dogs. Like, you're just gonna have to be responsible. But she ended up making herself look totally stupid, and it, it was pretty funny. 
And it's always funny watching somebody else get humbled. But when it's you, uh, it's a different story. I mean, have you ever been out in public and maybe you know you fell down or something? I mean, that's terrible. We don't like we don't like those things to happen. And the prouder you are, the more pride you have in your life, the worse it is when that happens. And we if we want to avoid that, there's some things that we can do that we see in the Bible that can help us humble ourselves. And one of those things, and you might think, well, how is this humbling ourselves? But you'll see, and that is learn to do what's right in spite of what other people think. Well, how is that being humble? Well, the truth is that takes great humility to do right in spite of what other people think. Matthew chapter 18, verse 3 says, and said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. God said, if you're going to get saved, you're going to have to do it like a child. You're going to have to have a childlike faith. I've said this before. Children, young children are the, it's easiest for young children to get saved. They have their uh, greater capacity for faith. I think they also, um, you know, they don't have the pride problems like we do. You know, some of us people, adults, uh, we get the pride going and we get to thinking that we're, you know, we're not willing to just do something as humbling as just kneeling down and praying and saying a prayer. Uh, that that's just too easy. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, but that's what we have to do to get saved. We have to humble. We have to humble ourselves. Next verse, verse four says, "Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven." We have to humble ourselves. So many people today they don't want to do the right thing because they're constantly worried about what other people are going to think. And it, listen, if you think that way, I mean, your life is just going to go downhill fast because this world is going downhill fast. This world's way of thinking is completely different. We are in the minority like crazy these days, and so many people, uh, every little thing that they do, they're constantly worried about what the world is going to think. And listen, I mean, I, I, I know to a certain extent it's okay to worry about what other people think. Of course, you know, we don't want to, uh, you know. There's nothing wrong with you know fixing your hair and trying to look nice, you know, because you don't want to you know look like a bum out in public. A friend of mine, he I remember he was telling me one time that he was in the mall. It was him and his sister, and he was there and he's talking to this girl in the mall and you know nice looking girl and everything. You know, guys they you know, want to be impressive and all that. And he's talking to her and his sister's standing there. And as soon as they left, her sister his sister points out to him, you know, that whole time you're talking to that girl. You had a booger on your face. <laughs> and it was, and he, I mean, of course, he was embarrassed by it. You know, nothing wrong with checking for things like that. Nothing wrong with that. But yet, at the same time, people go overboard. And many Christians don't want to look like a Christian out in public. They don't want people to know they're a Christian. Even on Sunday, people don't want. They don't. They don't want to be dressed up like they just. They don't want to look like they just came from church. That's a kind of embarrassing. Listen, don't don't worry about the world things. Don't worry about looking nice, guys. I know these days, you know, more and more guys' clothing is getting girlier and girlier all the time, and girls' clothes is getting manlier and manlier all the time. Listen, don't be ashamed to look like a guy. Girls, don't be ashamed to look like a girl if that is what you are. That is okay for you to be feminine. Don't worry about what the world thinks. You know, teenagers these days, some of the crazy things they do to themselves because they want to be accepted by people in school. I mean, they, and they do weird stuff. 
I mean, the holes that they will poke in themselves, the clothes that they will wear, I mean, the things that they do to their hair just because they're worried about what other people think. And you know, it's pretty sad that we've got these crazy, you know, gothic looking people going around and looking like something straight out of the Night of the Living Dead. And then we've got Christian people that are scared of looking like a Christian because what are people going to think? I'd rather people think I was a Christian than think I was a zombie. I don't know about you, but that's that's just me. But yet, Christians, we get scared. We're not willing to humble ourselves. And yeah, it's not fun. So it's not fun being humbled, but it's a whole lot better than God humbling us. And if you have pride and you're doing all these things to try to impress everybody, then God's going to have to humble you. We need to be humble. And God's going to make sure that we are humble. It is, it is very important. God hates pride. Pride is what caused the fall of Satan. And pride, the Bible says, cometh before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And we've got to learn in our minds to say, forget what the world thinks. I'm going to do right. Whatever it is. I'm going to do it. I don't care if my neighbors know that I'm a Christian and they see me going to church. I don't care if I look different than the rest of the world. I don't care if I act different. I don't care if I'm the only person, uh, you know, in school, or the only kid on my block that hasn't seen, some, you know, that watches some trashy TV show that everybody's talking about. I don't care if I'm the only one that hasn't listened and doesn't know the latest Justin Bieber songs or whatever. I don't care if that's not if, if I'm that way. I'm going to do the right thing. That ought to be our attitude. And that means some humility. You might get laughed at every once in a while. And that's humbling. But God says, whosoever will humble themselves shall be exalted. You don't go to some of the parties and things. You might be humbled now. But you know what? It's a whole lot better than going and getting yourself in trouble. Maybe ending up in jail. That's pretty humbling. You know, maybe you're, uh, you know, young ladies. I mean, there's so much pressure on them to be sensual these days, and uh, I mean, it's just it's sad what the expectations that are on young girls these days, and uh, they're just getting involved in stuff that they shouldn't be at a young age. And if a girl takes a stand and does the right thing, they might get made fun of, they might get humbled. But you know, it's a whole lot better than being humbled and maybe carrying some boys child that's not going to take care of you or not take care of the child. You could be humbled that way. And it's a whole lot better just to go ahead and humble yourself and do the right thing in whatever area you can think of. Say, I'm going to humble myself. Forget what the world says. Forget what they think. We've got to keep that out of our mind. Too many people are not doing what they should do because they're constantly worried about what the world's going to think what their family's going to think. We've got to learn to do right in spite of the emotional consequences. Go to Acts chapter 20 and verse 19. We see a few. There's a few that all kind of go together here. In Acts chapter 20 and verse... First verse reason 19. says, "...serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by lying in wait of the Jews. Do what's right in spite of the emotional consequences. There's some things that we're gonna have that, that God may ask of us. There's some things that we may have to do that there's gonna be some difficulties to them. You know, the uh, maybe Lord might I I don't know. For example, 
you know, teaching a Sunday school class. That may be something the Lord calls you to do. And a lot of times, people, whenever they decide that they want to do serve in some kind of ministry in the church, we all have these big expectations of what could happen. But you know what? It doesn't always go the way we like. And there may be times, you know, as a Sunday school teacher, where maybe you only have one or two students, or maybe nobody shows up. And you get to thinking, you know what, I do all this work and I I mean I work hard, I study hard, and people don't take the time to show up and pay attention. You know, I I, I deserve better than that. That prideful attitude, it'll get you in trouble. As a pastor, I, I shouldn't have the attitude of like, boy, you know what? I mean, why isn't this church packed out every Sunday? How come everybody that visits this church doesn't come back? And we get to thinking, hey, this is this is me preaching. I mean, everybody in town ought to be wanting to come here. They ought to be fighting for seats here. And we get that prideful attitude. We need to be humble and say, you know, hey, it doesn't. I don't care if it's just my family that shows up. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach the word. I'm going to be faithful to doing what God has called me to do. And it may be difficult. There may be times. It says serving the Lord. It says with many tears. There's going to be times where you might do things for God. And absolutely nobody notices. Nobody pays attention. Nobody gives you any credit for it. Nobody knows what you did. You know what? That takes humility to do that. It takes humility. You know, to, there there are some tasks that people think that they're above doing. They think that uh, maybe they think that they're above something. But we need to, we need to realize that God has called us to do it. And when we do that. That's humbling ourselves. God sees you being faithful. Maybe in that Sunday school class with only one kid. Or maybe working in the nursery with only one child that's in there. Listen, God's going to bless you. God will exalt you. And there may come a day where you're that Sunday school class. God's going to see how you're faithful in that small area and how you're humble in that small area. You know what? God will use it. And God will grow that class. And God can do that with this church too. If we're faithful while we're a small church and we do the right thing while we're a small church and we be and we have that humble attitude just being faithful no matter what. Listen, God's going to bless this place. God will exalt it. We don't want to try to exalt ourselves. We don't want to do things that on the surface make us look good. You know, there are things that we could do that would get crowds here. I'm talking about we could have the rock bands and things come in. We could do the contemporary stuff. We could do all that and we would get a bigger crowd. And on the surface, it would make things appear better here. We could make ourselves look better on the outside. We could make our ego feel good and we could, uh, you know, be prideful about what we have accomplished. But if we do that, we are in big trouble because it's only a matter of time. And God's going to humble us. We have to be humble for God to use us. And I would rather humble. My, I would rather just go ahead and from the get-go, humble myself. And the Bible says if we do that, we will be exalted. Do right in spite of the emotional consequences. Do right in spite of the uh, social consequences. Verse 20 it says, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly, and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul, he didn't he didn't beat around the bush. He didn't pretend to be something that he wasn't. He did the same thing to the Jews. He taught the same thing to the Greeks. He went from house to house. He was the same everywhere he went. And there were probably some places where it was 
well received. There were probably some places where it was not well received. There were places that Paul went to and the people mocked them. There were places that he went to where they took him and threw him in prison and where they were beaten. I mean, Paul was stoned. He was beaten with rods. One thing after another happened with him. Paul was not popular most of the time. And he was fine with that. Paul humbled himself. That would be pretty humbling. To go... Imagine showing up at a town and telling folks, the Lord has sent, the Lord has sent me here. I'm the Apostle Paul. He sent me here to preach the Gospel and to tell you the good news of salvation and to show up and do that and maybe have a few people that are listening and are receiving it and that are following your leadership and uh, listening to what you're telling them and then all of a sudden the leaders of that town come and they take you in, in front of the whole town. They strip you down there and they take you and they tie you up to that pole and are beating you with whips. You know, you don't look that's gonna be that's a pretty humbling situation to be in right there. Think about Jesus Christ when he died on the cross. Here he was, he he flat out told him that I and my father are one. I am God. He told people that. He didn't do it in a proud, boastful way. But they went and took Him, stripped Him naked, beat Him with that cat of nine tails, hung Him on the cross, spit on Him. How humiliating that must have been. We can't even imagine how humbling that was. But He did that. He came unto His own, but His own received Him not. And Jesus Christ, He was humbled greatly and we've got to learn to do right in spite of what the social consequences are. We may not be popular. We may be laughed at. But we do. We humble ourselves. Nobody likes it. Listen, nobody likes being humbled. Nobody likes being unpopular. Nobody likes being disliked. I'm not telling you that you have to like it. But I am telling you that it is what we need to do because when we humble ourselves... We will be exalted. I could, I could think of, I, I can think of people that I've known in my life, and I that you know, and I, I, I'm almost hesitant sometimes to tell some of these stories because I don't want to, I don't want it to sound like I am, I'm getting lifted up with pride. But I'm just telling you how God works. I can think of people that I worked with that treated me like garbage, that made fun of me, that it was very humbling working with these people, but yet. I just try to stay faithful, and over time, I would see how some of these people were humbled greatly. I can I can think of one boss I had that just treated me like garbage. I mean, this guy he was he was bad news. I remember when he got humbled. I remember when he got demoted from his job. He was my boss, and then he got he got knocked down to be my equal. That was very very difficult for him. He uh, he turned very strongly to alcohol during that time, and Kept getting in, was getting in trouble because he came to work drunk a few times. He got humbled and he didn't know how to deal with it. God humbled him. And we need to just say, I'm going to humble myself. And God will exalt. He will exalt you. He promised to do that. We need to do what's right even in spite of the physical consequences. Verse 22 says, And now behold... I go bound in the Spirit under Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, 
Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the Gospel of the grace of God. Paul said, I don't know what's going to happen to me in some of these places I go. All kinds of horrible things that happened to him in the places that he went. But he kept doing the right thing. He humbled himself. He he was very badly received in many places. And he knew that it was even it was very possible that in one of the places that God sent him, he may die. And ultimately, and eventually that is what happened. It's not recorded in the Scriptures, but according to Fox's Book of Martyrs, Paul was beheaded. Nero had his head cut off. That had to be pretty humbling to be taken, bound, and be go there in front of that crowd that was probably cheering it on. Hear him screaming and shouting. And there he went tied up laid his head on that chopping block and his head was removed. That was pretty humbling. But you know what? I got a feeling Paul, when he when we meet him in heaven, uh, all of us are going to wish that we were him. Because Paul probably the greatest Christian that ever lived. And I guarantee you, God is, has already and will more than take care of Paul. Paul, I mean, Paul, he... He was fine with it. Paul had humbled himself. He said, "I neither count I my life dear." I'm not worried about that. You know, many people today, you know, they they will say, you know, well, yeah, I'll do something for God, but I'm, you know, there's no way I'd ever be a missionary. I'm not, I'm not going to go be a missionary in Africa. I'm not going to go live in those conditions. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put myself in that position. Why? Are you too good for that? Are you too good? To be a missionary? Are you too important to leave the comforts of America and go live? Maybe in some more primitive conditions? Are you too good for that? I would, if I'd be careful not to think too highly of myself. You may end up in some bad conditions here in America. Oh, there's too many, there's too many diseases and things that you can get out there. I don't want to get malaria into those things. Be careful, because you know what? There's plenty of diseases you can get here in America too. You better just say, you know what? Who cares about me? I want to be in the will of God. I'll humble myself. I'll do that job that nobody else wants to do. I'll go to that place that nobody else wants to go. The physical consequences, listen, there's some missionaries that have gone through some horrible things. Bob Johnson that was here a while back. That man, he's gone through things that you can't even imagine. I mean, some horrible things. And many people look at that and it's like, not me. Mm-mm. I'd never do that. Why? Are you too good for it? Be careful. Don't think that don't think that you're above something. Don't think that you're too good for something. Otherwise, God's going to have to humble you. God can only use humble people, and He is. I mean, they, they are the Johnson family. They are, they are some of the most humble people that you'll ever meet. I mean, that guy. I think he's one of the greatest preachers alive today. But yet, most people don't know that. And he doesn't go around promoting himself. He doesn't do any of that. All he cares about is getting back to those Haitian people and the people in the Dominican Republic and ministering to those people who can do nothing for him. You know why? He's humble. And I believe, maybe not on this earth, but God will exalt him. God's going to take care of him. I can't even imagine the rewards that man has waiting for him. In heaven, we need to do right in spite of the physical consequences. So that might hurt. Hey, that's a lot of work. I might get tired. I might get sweaty. So what? Go ahead. 
Do that. Do those things for other people. Man, that's a lot of work. That's going to cut into my TV time. That's going to cut into my me time. So what? Humble yourself. Go ahead and do it. Be there for somebody else. Humble yourself. Learn to do things that the flesh may say is below us. Philippians chapter 2. This, this verse here, I, I, I challenge you, mark this verse down, underline it. And, and I want, I mean, this is a, this passage of scripture, it's one you ought to memorize it and you ought to meditate on it. That's something we don't do with the scripture enough. We don't just meditate on it. I mean, just sit there sometime and just get alone, get by yourself and just think about it. Run it over in your mind. Meditate on it. Philippians 2 verse 8 says, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now, now think, think about this. Think about God. Okay? You don't get any higher than God. Okay? It, it doesn't get any higher than that. But imagine what it, I mean, uh, you, I said you have to meditate on this. Think about what it must have been like for him to step down from heaven and become a man. To go from living in heaven to living on earth. To not, and not just living on earth, but I mean living in some pretty bad conditions. He was born in a stable. He came from... He had parents that were poor, that didn't have... that They weren't anybody special or well-respected. He lived a very lowly, humble existence as a carpenter. That was the life he lived. He went from heaven to that. I've given this illustration before, but can you imagine if, let's say you were maybe traveling, maybe maybe you were on vacation, you were down in Texas, and you're there in Texas, and you decide to stop and get a bite to eat. Maybe you're at stop at McDonald's or something, and you go. Maybe you go walking into the bathroom, and you all you see somebody in there cleaning the bathrooms, and it's George W. Bush, and you're like, "What are you doing here?" To go from the president to cleaning bathrooms? Can you I mean you'd feel bad for the guy? Stepping down like that. Well, that's nothing compared to what God did. That would take great humility for him to do that. I guarantee you, he would probably go hungry before ever doing something like that. That would that would be humiliating. I heard the story of one of the I don't remember which one, but one of the men who was on the nineteen eighty five Bears team, the team that won the Super Bowl. There was a guy, he, uh, he said that he went into a McDonald's one time and saw a guy that was on the 1985 Bears working in the McDonald's. And he kind of felt sorry for him. He thought, man, you know, go from being a well-known football player and making all that money to working at McDonald's. And he, he, he asked me, he recognized him, pointed out, he's like, aren't you so-and-so? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, i got to ask, what are you doing here? And he turned out, he bought a McDonald's. He was wanting to start a McDonald's franchise. And apparently, if you're going to do that, you've got to work so much time in McDonald's. You've got to do all the departments. There's a lot of requirements. And so he was, you know, he owned it. And I guess he was planning on owning some. So, I mean, it wasn't what he thought, but he felt sorry for him at first. That looked humbling. But imagine going from the throne of heaven to a carpenter on earth. And then not even that. To go from being a carpenter to preaching to a bunch of people that would eventually take you and be yelling crucify crucify him to go from that to being stripped naked and nailed nailed to an old rugged cross to be mocked and to be spit upon 
while you're paying for their sins. The humility that that took. And the Bible says that being found in fashion, man, He humbled Himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. But then in verse 9 it says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted Him and given Him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. God hath highly exalted Him, given Him a name that is above every name. Why? Because nobody humbled himself any more than Jesus Christ. Humbled Himself like no one else has ever humbled Himself. And someday... Presidents, kings, queens, royalty are going to kneel before Jesus Christ. And they're going to admit that He is Lord. Our leaders right now, our politicians, they might not do it now, but they will someday. This might be the wrong kind of attitude, but you know what? I can't wait till that day when I see men like our senator, Dick Durbin, kneel before God and say that He is Lord. Our President, He's going to bow the knee before God when He says, I'm, looking for, I'm kind of looking forward to that day. Maybe that's a bad attitude, but I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Some of these religious leaders, I guess, are the atheists. I can't wait to watch some of these atheists kneel before Him. Boy, that's going to be a shocker for them. Not only that, I can't wait until I see the devil Himself kneel before him. That's you know what the devil's going to be very humbled that day. The Bible says when that day comes that they that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee. Say, is this the man that made the earth to tremble? Is this the one that destroyed? They said, is this is the guy that caused all that trouble in the earth? You know why we're going to look at him like that? Because at that point we will have seen God. And when we see God and we see the devil and we see that comparison, we're going to be like, how did He influence us at all? What made us listen to Him? That guy has nothing on God. He's going to be humbled. He's going to brought down low because of pride. Nobody is more proud than the devil. Nobody humbled themselves more than Jesus Christ And we live in a world today where people are doing whatever they can to elevate themselves and bring themselves up. And I'm here today to tell you that the way to do that is to humble yourself. Is to humble yourself. We look at mean look at some of these politicians. I think about guys like Jonathan Edwards, Senator in North Carolina. Very I mean, during that uh, he he was one running for vice president in 04 with John Kerry. Very, you know. Typical politician. They're all arrogant. They're all full of themselves. That guy now, one of the most despised men in America. Everybody hates him. Republicans, Democrats, everybody hates the guy. I mean, the guy was cheating on his wife while she was dying of cancer. I mean, the guy's just a dirtbag. Humbled in a horrible, horrible way. That's what pride will do. And the last thing we can do to humble ourselves, and that is learn submission. That all submission. That you know, that's a bad word. Submission. We shouldn't have to 
Submit. Well, that's the attitude of the proud. That's the attitude of the arrogant. But what 1 Peter 5, verse 5 says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you when you want it. Is that what it said? No. That He may exalt you in due time. It's like, well, hey, I went, I tried, I humbled myself last week. You know, last week I went, you know, I, I did a job that was below me. I was nice to other people. I, you know, I let people cut in front of me in line. I was humble for a whole week and nothing happened. I'm done. No. He won't humble you. He won't exalt you when you want it. He will exalt you in due time. You, just this humility thing, it's not something that you just try for a while. This is a lifelong thing. This is where, where you make this a decision that I, I'm going to humble myself. Now, for the rest of my life, I don't care if the world ever knows my name. I don't care if I'm ever famous. I don't care... I'm just I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I may never be noticed by anybody, ever, and you ought to be okay with that. God may ask you to do something that nobody ever notices, nobody ever pays attention to, but there there will come a day where you will be exalted. Many people, the disciples, they were always talking about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Who is it going to be? They're always arguing about, thinking by it was one of them. And Jesus said. He made a statement that said, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. I don't know who the greatest Christian was ever. I don't even know if God's necessarily going to tell us. But you know, at the same time, I would guess, based on what I read in the Bible, that probably the people that are going to get the most rewards in heaven are probably going to be people that nobody ever heard of. People that names, if they were mentioned, we would all be like, who's that? When we're there, stand there in heaven someday, it probably, not, it probably won't be the big names that we've all heard about. It's going to be maybe some little old lady that we're going to hear her name called and be like, who's that? We're going to see all the rewards like, who, wait, who, who was that? Look at all, what, what did she do? Nobody knows. But God, God's paying attention. And God will exalt them that day. And that could be you. That God wants to exalt us, but we have to be humble. The Bible says to be clothed with humility. God resisteth the proud. God works against the proud. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm not the most talented person in the world. And it is important to me so much that as a pastor, I need God working with me. I don't know all the secrets and all the ins and outs of building this a great thriving church. I don't I don't know. I haven't had the world's greatest education. I'm not I don't I don't have all those things, but one thing I do know is that if the Lord's in it, he'll he'll do something great. If God does something if God is working with me, and the Bible says that God resists the proud. So if I have pride, even if I'm doing everything perfect, God's gonna be working against me. I don't know about you, but if God's working against me, I'm in big trouble. I'm not going to succeed. But He giveth grace to the humble. Grace, unmerited favor, what you don't deserve. If I'm at least, if I'm at least humble, if I humble myself, then God is going to be 
blessing me more than I deserve. So maybe I'm, I'm not the greatest. Maybe I don't deserve all these things. And maybe as a church, we might not be the best group out there. We might not. But if we're humble, then God's going to be working with us and God's going to give us more than we deserve. And that is that ought to be the goal. But we've got to learn to be submissive. It means wives, God says, submit unto your husband. Children, submit unto your parents. You know, as as church people, we're supposed to submit ourselves one to another. That takes humility. Oh, I'm not going to let that person tell me. I'm not going to let them. Nobody's going to boss me around. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. Listen, that that's pride speaking right there. We need to submit, and when we do that, that takes humility. And God will work on us. We say, "Oh, that person over me, they're too arrogant. They don't deserve my submission." If they're if they're if they are proud. And if they don't deserve all that, then that just shows all the more humility when you do the right thing, which means God's all the more going to exalt you. And if they have pride, it's only a matter of time. In due time, God will take care of them. He'll he'll take them down. Just trust Him. Let Him do it. When we refuse to humble ourselves, God has to humble us. But when we are humble, but when we are humble, the outcome is not the same as when we humble ourselves. Matthew chapter twenty-three. Verse 12, I want to read a couple of verses to you real quick. Matthew 23, verse 12. I'm trying to find it. It says, And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. It's so much better when you do it yourself. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He shall lift you up. God humbles you. It's bad. You're going to stay down. You're going to stay humbled. But when we humble ourselves, God brings us up. We don't have to stay in that in that position. And so I challenge you: do be so practice that humility. Humble yourself. Don't think that you're above some above things. Humble yourselves. Be faithful in the little things. That's what we have to do as a church. Be faithful in the small areas. That's one thing I've been trying to make sure that we do as a church, like with our finances and with everything we do, that we're faithful in the little things. Just be be faithful. Do what we can do. I would love it if our church could. You know, I hope our church someday can support many many missionaries. I I love missionaries. I want to be a help to them. Say, so, well, right now we're you know we're small. We can't afford it. Well. Let's go ahead and keep doing what we're doing. You know, we got the two missionaries we support. That's what we can do right now. Let's be faithful in that small in those small things. Let's you know do the missionary of the month offerings. Our missionary of the month offerings so far, you know, they've all been somewhere in between fifty and hundred dollars, and that's not that's not a huge thing. That's not going to make all these missionaries think our church is the greatest church in the world. But you know what? We're doing what we can. We're being faithful in little things. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I was thinking about it this week. That someday, these missionary of the month, that these missionary of the month offerings become something where missionaries find out about, and they're praying that they're the next one at this church. You know what? But if we're faithful and smart, I believe God will do that. Someday we're going to be. I'll be calling these people up, and they're going to be getting. They're going to be getting excited. We're going to be able to meet large needs that they may have. And that that starts by being faithful and little things. So. Look, 
Let's all do that. As a church, as individuals, be faithful. Humble yourself. Humble yourself or be humbled by God. Let's stand together with our heads bowed and eyes closed.